something to say. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, stuff, stuff got announced today, and I'm, I'm very excited, and trailers dropped today, and I'm very excited, and another thing got announced today, and I'm really upset, and I'm probably going to start by talking about that one, because I'm really sad, but not like sad sad, but you know, that kind of sad that reminds you exactly where you live. Yeah, for those of you who don't know where I record this from, if you've seen Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, I actually live right where they put Kikapu on the map in that movie. Though Kikapu actually, there is actually a Kikapu in Wazara, but it's uh, in a different place. It's out by Kansas City. And who knows, maybe, maybe one day, I really want to go out there and get a picture taken with the sign just because, you know, Kikapu and... Yeah, stuff but that's just because i'm crazy okay so the, the the sad news and it's probably not sad news for the majority of the people listening to me uh within temptation have announced their european and north american tour dates and yeah see i live in the smack dab center of the country you know a place that likes to pride itself on calling itself the american heartland and apparently it's so heartlandy that we can't even get within temptation to come anywhere near us. It was like, I would have to go to Canada to see them. I think, I think, yeah, I think the Canadian, there were a couple Canadian tour dates that were closer to me than any place in the actual continental United States. They're not coming to Chicago. They're not coming to St. Louis. They're not coming to New Orleans or Little Rock or Memphis or any of the other places closer, they're basically hitting the East Coast, going up through Canada, down the West Coast, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I really want to see Sharon Adele in concert at some point in my life. Like, that's... I really I want that to happen. But it's not. And I have to live with that. But if you live uh, on the East Coast, the West Coast, or anywhere else in the world, there's probably a Within Temptation concert coming somewhere near you so look forward to that and if you're not looking forward to that in just a couple days their new album the reckoning comes out and while i haven't heard the whole album yet oh my goodness uh, the the few singles that they've put off of it so far are amazing so yeah i'm i'm excited about the album i was hoping to get to see them in tour because you know while i don't relish the idea of going all the way out to chicago to see a band in concert they're one of the few bands I would make that trip for, even though that's like eight hours, I think, of travel to get there. Aye. But I, for for Sharon and Within Temptation, I'd probably do it. Granted, I've never heard of one of the bands touring with them, and I'm not a big fan of In Flames. So I'd be okay with showing up late, maybe. I don't know. In Flames might be good live. I just, I'm not a big fan of their music in general. So there's that. Well, we're talking about unfortunate things coming January 1st. We're getting a drop of the final season 
of a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Oh, oh. I, I, I'm both excited and sad to see this series go away. Um, I've not read the books. I feel like I need to be very upfront about that because usually when I talk about a book series, you know, a movie series or a TV series based on a book, I usually have at least some passing familiarity with the original source material. Um, other than the fact that I think I used to go dancing with Lemony Snicket back in the day because I, I've seen interviews with the author of those books and he lived in Baltimore and I used to go partying a lot in Baltimore and he looks really familiar. So I think we may have hung out like a long time ago, like to the point where he would not know who I am, probably. Um, <laughs> that's the only connection I have even remotely to the text. So I don't know how well these are living up to the books. I know from some friends of mine who read them, they've really enjoyed the show, but uh, I have rarely seen a series that has nailed that kind of deadpan, sorrowful goth humor in such a glorious way. I mean, not since like the Adams family movie and that was a while ago. So yeah. It's going to be sad to see it go. I, I do like that they are sticking to their plan and not trying to stretch it out beyond its, you know, viability. Because a lot of shows do kind of uh, overstay their welcome, and that can be a really sad thing. I, I do hope that we get more from these actors, you know. You know, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be fine. You know, let's be honest. He's Neil Patrick Harris and Neil Patrick Harris does things. So, you know, I'm not so worried about him, but the kids have been really entertaining. And so have a lot of the like bit characters in the background, like the people in Count Olaf's gang have been so entertaining and they're actors that I'm completely unfamiliar with. And I would like to see what else they could do, maybe, or be in. And Netflix has had a history of reusing actors in other series. So maybe we'll see some of that. I think that would be really cool. I don't know if there's a follow-up to the Lemony Snicket series, but I'd be fine with that. I don't know. I it It's a weird, weird show, and we don't get many weird weird shows especially weird weird shows that are allowed to have more than one season because usually a weird weird show makes people go huh that was weird and then you know it doesn't go on i mean luckily this has the backing of a very popular book franchise and so i think you know it had a built-in audience for it which helps out a lot but i don't know i just it's one of those things that kind of makes me want to see what they would do with the Adams family. Like get this creative team behind this because we know they're doing a reboot of the monsters for television. Seth Meyers is doing that. We talked about that a couple days ago on the podcast and I'm worried about that because it's taking place in Brooklyn and that just seems weird. I don't want to see hipster Homer. Just don't do hipster Homer. Well, actually, you could do an episode of Hipster Homer because that would be hilarious because we got like Greaser Homer in the, you know, Homer, I keep saying Homer, Herman in the original. Um, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see a, I don't want him to be a hipster. Now, I think it would be really funny 
if maybe one of the kids were like Marilyn, I think Marilyn would be hilarious as a hipster in her artisanally old world family. That could be really funny in a certain way. And, and anyway, we've already talked about the monsters. What am I doing? See, see, this is how easily I get distracted about those shows because I really like them. But I would love to see this cast even do something with the the Adams family because one, I think Neil Patrick Harris would be an amazing Gomez Adams. Just because he's proven that he can do the physical comedy, he can be creepy. And I, I think that he, I think he would be very interesting in that part if you gave it to him. Or if you wanted to do a bizarre twist on Lurch, I think he could also do that pretty well too. I don't want to see him as Uncle Fester. I think he would be weird in Uncle Fester, and I don't want to see Neil Patrick Harris in a fat suit. That's, that's no, no, no. I don't want to see that at all. But the kids, imagine the two kids that are playing the Baudelaire's as Wednesday and Pugsley Adams. It works, doesn't it? Like, you can kind of see it. Like, you don't have to change too much, except for make them a bit more adventurous. You know, because they're, well, they're a little adventurous on the show. But, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I know I'm supposed to be talking about the upcoming season, the final season. And I'm really excited for it. And it looks really funny. The trailer was really funny. But, I don't know. I just got off on this weird sidetrack while I was thinking about it, because I, I think that they could pull off an amazing Adams Family, and I want to see that. So Netflix, if you're listening, and let's be honest, you are, because you listen to everything, which is why when Brian and I are having a discussion about what we may or may not want to watch, we load up the app, and lo and behold, those categories are prominent right on the top, even though we haven't watched them in a while. Like the other day when we were like, maybe we'll watch a Bollywood movie. And we hadn't watched a Bollywood movie in a long time. And I loaded up the app. And guess what? There was an entire row of Bollywood musicals right there on the top. Because you listen, Netflix. So I know you're listening to me now. Give me this. You can do it. You can make the deals. You need original content because everybody's pulling them out. Because they think we're going to give everybody money. And we're not. So you'll eventually get the content back when, you know... CBS All Access fails and whatever NBC Universal is going to do and, you know, the Comcast app that they think we're going to pay for. <laughs> silly, silly Comcast. No one wants to give you money. Ever. But yeah, I, you're listening. I know you are. Do it. Do it. But all in all, I... I, I I'm curious to see how they how they uh, end the series, how dark and depressing it's going to be when it's finally over, how, how sad and dismal it will be. It, it's going to be weird not seeing Nathan Fillion this season because, you know, he got bopped in the head last season, but eh, I, I can get on with that. I, I'm just... I, I'm ready to. I'm ready for this. Like I hadn't thought about a series of unfortunate events. Like it hadn't been on the top of my mind for a while, and then I just saw that the trailer was out, and all of a sudden it was like, "Yeah, oh, I have to wait till January," and that's just the quality of the show. So good on you, Netflix, and I can't wait to see what you do after this. Like you know that Adam's Family show I just talked about because. 
I think that would be really fun. Especially if you go back to like the original Adams Family, like the Adams Family comics, and base it on that instead of the TV show, because they were a lot creepier in the Adams Family comics. Because if you didn't know, it was based on a series of comics. Well, they were like comic strips, um, not like comic books, but they were based on a yeah a series of comics. And oh my goodness, there 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 were so much so much creepy, so much creepy. At least. What I hope is that they have in their minds something to fill this slot because creepy comedy is a great, great way to entertain people like me <laughs> and nobody's doing it. And I mean, we get a little bit of that with the chilling adventures of Sabrina, but th those are more just creepy and less creepy comedy, though, you know, kind of on the borders and fringes from time to time. I just, I, I, I have desires here, Netflix, that you can fulfill. Oh, that sounded dirty. That's not, no, no, that, that's, that's not what I meant to say. Um, okay, it is what I meant to say. Just please, please do this. And if not, well, you're going to have to come up with something because everything else is going away. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for Netflix going forward. Just with everyone pulling their contact content at the end of this year, I mean, they already paid a hundred million dollars to keep friends. That that's a titanic amount of money, and I understand why they did that. You know, it's a big draw on their you know streaming platform, and a lot of people were really excited. And for eight six, I know people that are doing a Friends rewatch. I know people that are watching Friends for the first time because. They were a little too young when it was originally on TV to be interested in it. So, yeah, it was a smart thing for them to do, but they can't keep relying on other people's content, especially since, again, Comcast thinks we're going to give them money. Oh, that's so funny. We're not. Because the silos are only half of a good idea. The other good idea was having aggregates. And if we're not going to have those, like, I'm willing to pay for a Disney app because, let's face it, that's going to have Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff and all the Disney stuff and who knows what else over there because they just bought out Fox. So Lord knows what all is going to be over there. I mean, The Simpsons might be. Can you imagine that? The Simpsons might be on the Disney Plus app. Think about that. Is, does that make Lisa a Disney princess now? I hope so. But, you know, they, they have content. They have a whole bunch of stuff. It's Disney and Fox because they own that now. And there's going to be a lot of stuff over there. You know, HBO has a hard time getting me and a lot of other people to want to give them money and stars and, you know, all the others. Really? It's a scary, scary world that we live in. And we'll talk about it a little bit more after the break. And we're back. Hi. Okay, so the other thing that dropped today that I really need to talk to you all about is the new trailer for Godzilla, King of All Monsters. Oh, this makes me so happy. Okay, so if you are new to the show, you, you might not know how much of a kaiju fan that I am. And oh, I love kaiju movies. I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them so much. And... 
I really liked the first Godzilla, and I think that they showed him just the right amount. I think that they did a good job with it, and I know that there is some counterspin now trying to take some back from that, but people just need to write something because they have to get posts out, and they're not actually caring about what's true or what they originally thought anymore. Because I'm telling you, honey, I got receipts for some of them people. They said things very positive. They said stuff about how much they liked it. And then when they realized a lot of other people liked it and they were like, oh, that's not cool no more. They decided to change their tone and not like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not playing that hipster garbage on my show, okay? So first thing I have to say is Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, my goodness. I, I think that she will eventually be known as a national treasure because... I love her on Stranger Things. I love her on Stranger Things so much. Eleven is such an interesting character and such a complex character to have to play through all the emotions that this girl has to play. And I stress girl because of her age. And that opening of the trailer with Millie Bobby Brown listening to the, you know, trying to put out the distress call and hearing everybody else making distress calls and her freaking out. Oh, that just breaks my heart. She's so good at emoting at her age that, like, for any age, like, a lot of actors aren't that good at emoting. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, it just tears me up. So that that's the first thing I have to say is I'm so excited for Millie Bobby Brown in this movie. And I'm hoping that, you know, this isn't another Brian Krensky, you know, kind of thing that, like, she's just in, like, the first five minutes of the movie. Because that that would not make me all that happy. Because if we have to switch over to yesterday's news guy and follow him, I'm not that excited about that. Okay, so let's just let's just dig into some of the monsters that we see in here. Okay, so the obvious ones are Godzilla, who looks amazing, Rodan. Oh, when Rodan flies over that town, it just decimates it. Oh my goodness, Rodan looks so good. Mothra looked phenomenal. When the lightning's all going over Mothra's body and... Oh, oh. okay, so Mothra looked amazing. Um, King Ghidorah. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I, I cannot wait to see Ghidorah and Godzilla fight. And there's part of me that kind of hopes that they're doing something that I don't like a lot of movies to do, where they're setting up sequels. I kind of hope that that's what's happening in this movie, that we're going to see these monsters all come about. But the main fight is going to be Godzilla versus Ghidorah. And then in the later movies, we're going to see him fight, you know, go after Rodan and Mothra and the rest. Because, oh, oh my goodness. Ghidorah, oh, King Ghidorah is one of my favorite kaiju. Like, he's not my ultimate favorite. Neither is Godzilla. I'm actually a really big Gamera fan. And am I wrong or did I see Gamera for like a brief second in this trailer? Like, there's a moment where there's like this window looking into this like murky stuff. And it may have been Godzilla's face because we see that Godzilla's in a tank at one point. Or it could have been one of the other kaiju that they had captured or something. But for a brief second, I could have sworn I saw a turtle head in 
what in, in, in there and that would be Gamera and oh please let that be Gamera because yes Gamera like I love Gamera you have no idea. like I have like all of the Gamera movies I love Gamera and then there was another one that I didn't get to see enough of to know who it was but it would look kind of crab like a little crab like and that makes me think of a couple different Kaiju. And the only ones that I know of that were confirmed for this movie were Rodan, Ghidorah, and Mothra. And it looks like we're definitely going to get four Kaiju in this movie, unless whatever that crab-like creature was is a larval form of one of the others or something. But, oh... Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. Okay, so I have to talk without saying it looks so good on repeat over and over again. I'm going to try, but it's hard because I did. It looks so good. And I, oh, it, it's hard for me to even kind of cope with that because as a kaiju fan, you put up with a lot. Like War of the Gar Gargantuans or Kong Lives and the like. Which are obviously people in rubber costumes doing things to cardboard buildings. But it's okay because it's giant monsters and you love giant monsters so you put up with it and you never expect it to actually look like crazy good. And then the later Godzilla movies started looking pretty good. And that was surprising. And then there's this. Oh my goodness, that, that last shot in the trailer where Godzilla and Ghidorah are like charging each other in the city and just like devastations reigning between them. Yes, please. Yes, 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 please. Like, if we're going to go full on King of the Monsters, which they are naming this movie King of the Monsters, which I think is a mistake because you shouldn't repeat names like that. It's just personal opinion there. But, okay, if we're doing King of the Monsters, then this movie needs to be about the monsters. I mean, really about the monsters, and not so much about the people. And very little Thomas Middleditch, please. Thomas Middleditch ruined Silicon Valley, and I don't need him taking this movie franchise down with him. Because he's not funny, and he's not that very good of an actor, and I, I just... Uh, he thinks he's better than he is, and his I, I no, no. I, I get that you hired him, so I'm going to have to sit through some Thomas Middleditch, but mm, I know I'm probably alone in that because he's got to be at least somewhat popular. Or is it Verizon that he does commercials for? Wouldn't have hired him because you know they wouldn't hire an unpopular spokesman, but. I think they think he was popular because Silicon Valley was popular. And I don't know any Silicon Valley f fans that liked his character or him. So, and maybe I'm just in a weird community when it comes to that. But, oh, please don't let there be a lot of Thomas Middleditch in this movie. Hopefully, that he will just like, that's his one scene. Like, he's before Congress and we go off and spend our time with the interesting human characters, and the monsters. Because this really does need to be about the monsters.
And speaking of monsters, I doubt we're going to get the uh, singing twins that can call Mothra in this movie. Like, I doubt that that's going to be a thing that's going to happen because they're probably going to be trying to do some dark and gritty take on kaiju, which is kind of oxymoronic in and of itself, but let's just roll with it. And so the idea that there would be these twins who would have this like almost psychic connection with Mothra who could do their little singing hula dance and summon him probably won't happen in the movie. Even though it would be kind of secretly awesome if it did. I, I at least want that sound, that weird high-pitched sound of their singing to show up somewhere in the soundtrack. It can be somebody's ringtone. It can be like the dying wails of a, you know, emergency siren <laughs> as it's going down. Because if you've ever seen any of the original Mothra movies, you know that that would be appropriate for that sound to come out of a loudspeaker as like death is approaching because it's really high pitched and whaley like just, uh, but it has to be in there somewhere. Like I get, we're probably not going to get the twins. I get that. That's okay. I have made peace with the fact that you're trying to ruin my childhood because this is a movie that's happening now when I'm 42 and it has a time machine that can go back and take away my love for the original. No, wait, it doesn't. So it's not going to ruin anything, but I want that to be in there. Like if you're going to give me the nostalgia feels of seeing Ghidorah and Mothra and Rodan in ultra HD fighting Godzilla in who knows what cities around the world, especially since they're saying like they're all over the place. Oh, you just give me this one little nostalgia nugget. Just this one little thing. Just this one little thing that I kind of need. And that would be awesome. The other thing that you could do is in the post-roll credit, credits, show me some secret government organization making a Mecha Godzilla. You know, because that has to happen before this franchise is over, right? You know, especially because we see the senators being all snooty about so you're saying we want to make godzilla our pet no what i'm saying is we would be his and of course they're not going to take kindly to that and so they're going to green light the mecha godzilla program because i don't know kaiju reasons and you know kaiju reasons are really important things in kaiju movies that you just go well why are we doing this crazy thing and they go because kaiju and you go oh yeah kaiju of course we're going to do this ridiculous crazy thing and then you go on it's, it's the one piece of monster movie lore that some people who like movies that make you think don't understand and i've got a friend that i argue about this stuff with all the time because they expect all movies to make rational logical sense and like you know if a monster was that size their bones would not allow them to actually stand up they would break their own bones just trying to hold their own weight up yeah i don't i don't care because kaiju <laughs> like you, you just have to have this little place in your heart for you know because kaiju and as long as you're okay with the answer being you know because kaiju and then these are the kinds of movies that you can get into it's kind of like you know my love of wuxia 
in Shinshan movies, you, you have to be okay with just the answer of it's Wuxia. And why are they flying? Because Wuxia. I mean, you can go into the reasons that they practice, you know, the light body technique and dot, 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 and, you know, the use of chi and all that if you want to, but most people are going to glaze over at that, you know, because th- let's be honest, the real answer is, you know, because Wuxia. They can fly because Wuxia. We get giant Mecha Godzilla because Kaiju. The only way to destroy one kind of evil is with another kind of evil. Are we going to defeat a Kaiju without making our own? You know? And so I, I just kind of want that to happen at some point. And I, kinda, and I want to know if that was Gamera. I really want to know if that was Gamera. Because I swear I saw Gamera's face. Like I paused it and stared at it for a while. And it really looked like a turtle to me. But I didn't think that they were going to do Gamera in this. And it might just be a teaser. Like a little moment. And you know, teasing Gamera for later. But uh, there are so many great monsters that they can do in this series. And with as good as Ghidorah and Mothra and Rodan look, because Rodan was the one that I was most concerned with, because Rodan is kind of a simple pterodactylish bird thing that could really look weird. And the best thing is he really looks weird in all the right ways. So hopefully, hopefully, oh, my fingers are crossed for this movie. This is one that I will go to the Pain Palace to watch because Kaiju. Yes, Kaiju. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I hope you're excited too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or this podcast, please do that. That helps out a lot. That tells the algorithms that they should show me to other people. And that helps the podcast to grow. And I, you know, like it when the podcast grows. It makes me feel good. You know, you should know me by now. I've got a fragile ego and I need, you know, subscriber numbers to feel good about myself. (laughs) Okay. If you think you know anybody who would like this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. That also helps with growing the podcast because you know I, I do like it when the podcast grows and i like hearing from you all so if you have any questions comments or anything regarding this or this episode or anything i've said in a previous episode head over to projectshadow.com and you'll find a link to all of my social media accounts there mce dorson on twitter that's kind of the easiest way to get in touch with me because i spend most of my time on twitter even when i don't post i i'm reading <laughs> I I lurk on Twitter a lot recently. So definitely check me out there. Um, If you would like to send in a voice message, all you have to do is download the Anchor app at anchor.fm and follow me. And then you'll see a little button that shows up that says voice message. If you click that, you can send me a one minute message. It'd be a question, a comment, or a topic you'd like to hear me talk about. And we've done several episodes based on those topics that you've called in. So I would love to hear from you on that. So, yeah. If you have a dollar, you could p- pass my way. If you're, depending on the app you're listening to me on, there may be a button that says support on Anchor, or in the show notes, there'll be a link that says support on Anchor. You can donate at the $1, $5, $10 levels. That really helps out a lot and helps me to keep these episodes coming. 
If you want to support everything I do, including my fiction, you can head over to patreon.com slash cedorset and give over there. And that really does help out a lot. If you don't have the money, that's great. That's fine. I understand that. Trust me, working in a budget is like my thing. Um, <laughs> I've been doing that for years. Um, so yeah, if, if you can't afford to, you know, actually give that way, then share the podcast. That really does help me out a lot. Alrighty. Until next time, when who knows what we're going to talk about. My name is Charlie, and don't forget, have the fun. Bye.